Hello everyone, this is Jacob Hopio, the producer of The Apex. In this episode, Jan had the privilege of interviewing a member of the Podcast Hall of Fame, Dave Jackson. Unlike many other people who know how to podcast, Dave has been a technical trainer for over 20 years. This means he not only understands the technology, but can explain it in a plain English geek-speak-free environment. Listen in as Jan and Dave discuss crucial keys to podcasting as they can help you avoid pod fade as well as try to navigate this new playing field. If you want to support us, there are three ways to do so. One is to donate to our cause at www.patreon.com backslash the Apex Podcast. Second, visit our merch line that is proudly partnered with Envision Clothing Company at envisionclothingcompany.com. The final one is completely free. All we ask is if you learn something from this episode or know someone that needs to hear our message, share it with them. Please subscribe and hope this pushes you toward your apex. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Apex Podcast. As always, I am your host, John Almasy, and today I am coming to you from a modified setup in my basement with a microphone that I actually first used in my college apartment when the Apex first started because my other microphones are currently trapped at my office. So <laughs> luckily, I had a spare microphone. And in the midst of that, uh, I decided to reach out to a couple of my friends in the podcasting industry and was lucky enough to find somebody that was bored or, <laughs> or just wanted to get on the show. So everybody, I would like to welcome the one and the only Mr. Dave Jackson to the Apex Podcast. Thanks. I'm glad to be here, man. It's good. To, I'm glad you had the uh, the blue snowball in the closet. I mean, everybody should have a blue snowball in their closet because you just you just never know when you're going to need one. When so. you're going to need that blue snowball, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether whether it's an icy or an actual piece of audio equipment, right? Exactly. You never know when your sugar is going to be low or you're going to need to record a podcast. <laughs> so, all of that. We before we even turn the microphones on, we were having some awesome conversations. Um, and for those of you that are listening that don't know who Dave is, he's a podcast Hall of Famer, and he works directly for Libsyn, which is, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the oldest hosting service and the largest, and the largest yeah. in the country. Um, him, Rob, Elsie, well, the Robs, plural. Yeah. Both, all of the team at Libsyn is phenomenal, all right? And if there's any podcasters listening to this and they're trying to decide which type of hosting service they would want to use, 110% I would recommend Libsyn just based on their customer support and their service to their podcasters. And the fact that all of you either actively have a show essentially, have been experienced in it, or advocate for the platform as a whole, not just selling product. That's something that's huge for me. Well, we appreciate that. It's uh, it's uh, To me, it always sounds like a group from the 70s, Elsie and the Robs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got a great, we got a great crew. Yeah, you guys definitely do. Um, so with all of that podcast expertise and everything, one of the things that I really wanted to dive down right now is there's two major questions that I'm hearing, I think, in the podcasting space right now. And it, it kind of goes like this. The one side is very, we're podcasters. Everyone else is talking about coronavirus and COVID-19. We should not talk about it because people need an escape. And then the other side of that argument is we have a platform. There's a lot of people listening. Information is being thrown at people really fast. We have a responsibility 
to pivot our shows and share information with our audiences. Now, I kind of can see both sides of the argument. And before we turned on the mics, we had started getting down this dialogue. But what is your position on that, Dave? It's kind of weird because on one hand, I think we all can agree that every time you turn on the TV, like you can't escape the the virus talk at this point. It's everywhere. And the other thing I've noticed that every time you turn it on, there's more stats, there's more outbreaks, it's getting bigger. And oh, so yeah. it's it's kind of weird. It's like the minute you talk about it on your podcast, it's out of date in a way. So and that's the Pretty other much. thing. I, yeah, and I'm also... If it's something where you're completely breaking format, you know, people come into my show because they want to learn how to podcast. And I'm talking about, you know, well, here, wash your hands for 20 seconds. They're like, and, and that's the other thing is if I say, wash your hands for 20 seconds and, you know, use social distancing, am I really telling you something that you haven't heard 17 other places in the last three days? So exactly. I kind yeah. I kind of get that. If there was something specific, like I did an episode, I've kind of checked off my, okay, I've done the virus episode and that was one. And I got the idea from one of my audience members. They said, look, I'm a teacher. I don't know how to podcast and I need a podcast now. I got to find a way to get my content to my students. So I created a, a quick video and then just put it up and said, here's, here's how you use Audacity. And I kind of explained how this isn't really what I teach in the school of podcasting, because in the school of podcasting, you get into who is your audience and what's the purpose of the podcast and branding. And I'm like, that's that's not right. what they're they're just like, I just need it up on the cloud somewhere. So I kind of did that. And I think from this point forward, I'm gonna kind of go back to normal. Cause I, I think people, I'm I'm with you. I I kind of see both sides, but I also know I'm just sick of it. Like I actually Sign up today for HBO Go because I've kind of burned through everything on Amazon and Netflix. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a, that's an interesting point to get through when you realize you're like, shit, man. There's nothing that I can find on Netflix that I either haven't already watched or no physical part of me wants to ever watch yeah. that again because I've watched yeah. it so many times. Yeah. I don't really want to watch Babe the Pig again. You know, I, mean, I saw <laughs> that like 20 years ago, but I'm like, well, I remember it was a good movie. And I'm like, no, I'm not spending time. You know. That'll do right. big. Yeah. So, right. Um, I mean, so, so this is kind of where I'm sitting on it. And I, I kind of had the exact same thought process where if it was like, we'll call it duh information. Right. Like, excuse me. Like you've heard it on NBC, you've heard it on CBS, you've heard it all over the place. Um, I started, I ended up starting a Facebook group underneath Apex Communications because Inside of our community here in Canton, uh, which is, you know, I'm actually branching out into your guys' area. I've been doing work with the Bounce Innovation Hub. I'm in the Akron um, Research Foundation i program right now. So nice. I'm, I'm starting to sneak my way into Summit County. <laughs> um, but down down here, the, the show itself and just our team, me, RJ, and Jake, have all ended up somehow falling into this subject matter expertise kind of realm um, for our Cantonians, as we like to call them. And, and it doesn't matter what the information is. It's just they know that we're pursuing good, solid interviews with people that are on the front lines. And it's been across every industry. But now that we have that kind of principle, I guess, that that's people's perception, uh, we've been really focused on this group, which is basically our team vetting articles, especially local ones, 
and like posting resources and trying to figure out, okay, it's, it's almost like a mini Snopes kind mm-hmm. of thing where we're not reposting a whole bunch of, oh, you already should know this type of information. But when we realized that there was a bunch of that going on, along with a bunch of misinformation, we were like, all right, we're not going to pivot our show 100%. You know, the Apex is still going to be doing these types of interviews, but we'll add something on because we're a trusted source in the area and say, hey, this is us vetting articles. You can come here and know for sure that the information that you're reading has been looked at by two or three different people before it was shared onto a Facebook timeline. So that's, I think that's it. I mean, really the, the problem we've kind of run into now with, you know, there used to be a law like in Congress or something where you had to provide both sides. And now you have, you know, one channel that's completely right. One channel that's completely left. And then you've got, in some cases, the president spewing things that you go, I, I'm not sure that's accurate. And, and so <laughs> there really comes a point where you're like, who, who do we believe? And it was right. weird because, I turn on and there was John Oliver and I love last week tonight, which is his kind of wrap of, of what's going on in the news. And I was mm-hmm. like, and they do a tremendous amount of research. So kind of like what you did, you vetted this article and he was talking about, he, his answer was like, should we be worried? He's like, yeah, a little bit, you know, we don't have to panic. He goes, so somewhere between, you know, drinking bleach, which I guess there are people that are gargling bleach. And I'm like, really? Oh. My God. Yeah, Dude, do not gargle bleach, people. I, I made a TikTok today because I was in the gas station and um, this gentleman was in front of me talking to the cash the cashier. And I'm from a small town. I mean, I'm from Canton, but there's this area called like North Industry, which is like 20 minutes further south of Canton. And so it's cornfields, basically. Right. Um, and so I was at this gas station. The guy in front of me is like, no, nah, I ain't going to get the coronavirus because I got precautions and all this other kind of stuff at home. And I was like, you know, maybe this guy knows something. I don't. I, I right. should, you know, what you, what's going on? And he's like, well, he's like, I read online that Lysol kills 99.99% of germs. So I've just been spraying it in my mouth like it's a breath mint. <sighs> and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah don't do that. And, and like, on the other no. hand. Yeah, don't don't get on public transit and start licking all the seats. That's you know somewhere in between. You know you, you got to kind of be purposeful and 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 rational, you know. logical decisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, know, it's like yeah. today I was like, I you know you we're all getting kind of tired of being cooped up, and then it was really a matter of like, man, I could really go for some Chipotle. Then it was like I realized I have to order it online, and then it just dawned on me. I was like, okay. You know, I think it's, and again, you're not really sure what the mortality rate is, you know, somewhere between two and 5%, depending. And I'm like, okay, so if I get this thing, I'm over 50, you know, I still got a good shot of licking this thing, but there are people that are dying. And I'm like, is really a burrito bowl worth a potential, you know, it's like, (laughs) no, 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 I'm just going to, I'll stay home. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those like, all right, for now I'm going to kick back and you know i got plenty of food in the fridge and you know, i've got a treadmill and other things i can stay active on and right that, and, you know like today i was walking around the neighborhood because there's nobody in my neighborhood so i was walking around and getting some some fresh air and things like that and he's like all right well my dad had a saying when i was growing up anytime things just hit the fan he'd be like this too shall pass so it was like all right well I'll just yeah just wait so we'll see but it is we are all kind of looking for that trusted source. So I, I like what you were saying there where you're like, look, we've gone through and we've vetted this. And because there are things that, you know, there are people that are, you know, drinking Lysol. 
It's like, Jesus. Right, Christ. exactly. Well, it's kind of that, that like, I, I felt like it was the meeting in the middle. Whereas, you know, we don't want to completely pivot what we're doing, but because we're looked at like this, we'll go out and, and, and talk to people directly from either the industry that they're in, or if it's COVID research, either directly on the front lines or someone that's involved in public health and, and avoid that middleman kind of lack of transmission and just say, you know, I'm falling back and remembering that I, my main career was nursing and that's what I'm you know, that's what I do is an RN. Like we were the number one most trusted uh, job in the Gallup poll for the last <laughs> 19 years. So yeah. I got to make sure that I stay true to that. Well, and, and I can see the other side because I remember once, have you ever done the whole, like you buy a piece of furniture and it's like slot A into tab C into, you know, oh. that whole thing. And oh, I was yeah. just, I was just getting frustrated because it could, I kept putting things on backwards and having to do it twice. And I remember I was really, really frustrated. So I was like, you know what? I need to turn on some podcasts. And so I turned on one of my favorite podcasts and the guy came on, he was talking about what he always talks about. And it was like having one of your friends, like all of a sudden I wasn't alone, ready to throw a hammer through a window. And so I totally get how we can definitely be the escape that people mm-hmm. are looking for. So if they're all stressed out and they're like, oh man, I got to I gotta get away from this coronavirus thing. They turn it on like, hey, welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about the coronavirus. They're like, no. So, yeah. you know. It's in my podcast too. <laughs> so yeah. I get both sides of that. I haven't watched, it, it, it. not that this is in any me, I'm not comparing the two, but it, you do think back to like the latest, you know, the biggest thing in, in at least in the States maybe was like 9-11. And they had the whole thing where, you know, late night took off and we, right. are we allowed to laugh kind of thing? And I think at this point, I think we're all dying to laugh uh, right. and kind of get distracted. So it'll be interesting to see, because I heard like Jimmy Fallon is now working from home and I was like, how's that going to work? So that'll be right. kind that'll of be uh, interesting. interesting. And the last, yeah. And I just watched John Oliver and his latest episode was weird because he recorded it without an audience. And it's weird listening to tell somebody, somebody tell jokes and there's no laugh track. There's just nothing. And you're just kind of like, that was, and he even said, he goes, this is a little weird. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a little weird. And we're just going to do the show and it's just me and like three camera guys here and, you know, we'll go through it. So, uh, I totally get how we could really be a benefit to people who just want to just chill out for a bit and, and not think, right. you know, I mean, that's what movies are great for. We talked about Netflix and things like that. It's, it's great when we can help them escape. Yeah, I agree. I like, uh, some of the episodes when you said that it feels like there's a friend in the room with you, I've had listeners message me and, you know, Hey, I was having a really, really bad day today. People that I went to high school with or haven't talked to in years that are just, Hey, no, I definitely, I listen to your stuff and it like, and it keeps me going. It keeps me moving. And so that's the, the other half of it where, you know, I'm sitting with you at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday recording content because I know how important it can be. You start to feel that responsibility to your audience. So I kind of want to, I want to use that to kind of shift over to start talking to podcasters in this time, because I think that pod fade is going to be a real thing right now. Um, and, and balancing, Hey, what is that responsibility that you feel to your listeners that we all feel once we gain a certain amount of traction and the amount of time that you need to spend taking care of yourself as well. How, how would you recommend someone finds that balance or what are, what are you doing right now to kind of find that balance? 
Well, for me, it's not, I mean, I work from home. I mean, I, I, so for me, I'm like, wow, everybody else gets to do what I do all the time. I work from home. So um, (laughs) the only difference is I usually go out for dinner just because uh, it's, it's weird when you work from home because there's no water cooler talk. I mean, I have Slack that I communicate with Libsyn with, but you, you find yourself wanting to have a deep conversation with the checker outer person at the grocery store or like, because you're just dying to have human connection. So that's loneliness is actually a, a thing. If you look into it, there's, I forget who I was just listening, listening to a podcast and they said, there's already a loneliness epidemic from people kind of working from home and, and just doing this whole nine yards. So now that everybody's doing it, it's going to be even worse. So yeah. for me, the, the balance is number one, get sleep. So it, don't fall down the Netflix hole. And I know the next episode's coming right up. But, but get some sleep because that is really the linchpin for so much, whether it's stress or your health or, you know, you're trying to keep your body healthy, A, you know, get some sleep. And then the other one is, um, you know, your support. So you've got to have, you know, work with your family or whoever's in your house with you and make sure that everybody is aware. Because especially now, I, I was talking to a guy earlier, you know, he had twins home from school. And he's like, I'm trying to do my job. And I got, you know, six-year-old twins running around going crazy. He goes, so, you know, it's just one of those where we're all getting a whole new test that we've never done this before. So it might be a case if, if it's you and your spouse or your partner at home, all right, you babysit for the next hour. I'm going to work. And then we'll tag team. And then you you take the twins and then you can do your day job. And you're just going to kind of have to mm-hmm. figure it out and just realize that, hey, um, human beings don't like change, period. They just don't. And so this is a change. It's forced on us. So just by natural causes, we're all going to be a little stressed out. And so I think the more we can just start there and go, look, I'm already stressed and I'm ready to like, just, you know, throw somebody through a window or I'm just not, I'm on edge. Just acknowledge, okay, I'm on edge and just take a deep breath drink a glass of water, stand up, do whatever it is. But it is, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, as a, a former teacher, you know, I used to teach software and I could, it was always fun when somebody come in from, you know, whatever Microsoft Word version six to Microsoft Word version seven, which really wasn't that much of a change, but it was right. a change and human beings do not, do not like change at all. So I think that's going to be part of it. And just, um, I always say communication is the lubrication of the engine of life. So, you know, yep. and when, when you're starting to get frustrated with people or whatever, and you're freaking out because, you know, I mean, I have a friend of mine, he was a bartender and a radio DJ. In addition to like his day job, those were kind of, he had two side hustles a night and lost them both. The bars mm. because nobody's doing that. And because sponsors are already getting hit, companies are already taking a hit because the waiter and the waitress and the Home Depot people aren't pulling a paycheck. And so that's going to affect the economy. So they started, you know, and and for me as a podcast person, you know, a lot of people podcast as a hobby. And the first thing that goes when the budget gets pinched is all those hobbies. So it's going to be interesting to see the ramifications of this over the next couple months, because I think that's where we're going to, you know, we're all kind of like, oh, wow. Oh, oh, you know, there's nothing open. And then you're like, yeah, those people are not earning income right now unless there's some sort of magic wand that their company's going through. And I think that's really going to be the next level of once we, once we get through this virus thing, we're going to go into a whole other 
set of stressful situations, which holy cow, I mean, here in Ohio, I was just reading on this uh, in the local newspaper, they went from something ridiculous like 500 unemployment people, like people like new submissions for unemployment like two weeks ago. And now it's 17,000 or something. Yeah, something ridiculous. So that's going to be, once we get through the virus, then we're going to have to get through like, oh, wow, now that we're all healthy physically, now we've got to get the country, you know, the the economy back to, to speed. And that's, you know, that's going to be a slow, it's not like, okay, everybody go back to work and we'll go, everybody's, everybody's going to, you know, pinky swear that we're all going to go spend money now. So that's going right. to be interesting to, uh, to see. I realize that's a really long answer. I'm sorry, but. Oh no, uh, you're good. I mean, I think that that, that opens up a lot of the doors that I was, I was planning on opening anyway. So, um, there's a lot to digest in, yeah. in the, that statement. I mean, there's so many different pieces of that puzzle that you kind of laid out on the table there. But I think some of the ones that people are the most concerned about is the length of time that this is going to go and then what it's going to be like afterwards, that kind of post-apocalyptic period of time. Um, so I, I'm going to kind of go back to the very beginning of that. And, and when you talked about people not liking change i've actually been extremely like i would say pleasantly surprised with the amount of acts of humanity that i've seen from people when it comes to everything is hitting the fan you know athletes volunteering to pay people salaries for a week um people volunteering services people volunteering time i just went and volunteered at a food drive that, you know, there's tons of them that are popping up around the city. People are delivering groceries to old people and leaving them on their front porch and sanitizing them before they come out to pick them up. Like we are genuinely as a human race actually focusing on some of that like value-based stuff. And it's been really, really cool to watch people not really liking the change or, but accepting it and saying, okay, you know, if this is going to happen and it's actively happening, it's, it's reassuring to know that that internal human instinct is still, let's try to help each other out. Yeah. Somebody said something today, again, on a podcast that I went, you know what? That's true. How often in, in history have everyone on the planet going through the same thing? Right. Like we, like we can talk about, you know, whatever, if there's a, you know, unfortunately a terrorist attack in London or something like, or like, oh, wow, thoughts and prayers, you know, uh, but this is literally, we are all going through this together. And you're, you're right. I think that does kind of help because we all know, I think we're all willing to give every, each other a break because it's like, yeah, it's, you know, and already I've seen, I mentioned my bartender friend, um, I've already seen people like, hey, do you have a Patreon? You know, those, those that have are going to try to help those who, who, you know, get the short end of the stick and right. we'll try to help each other through. But uh, yeah, that's, which is in, in one way, which kind of bring, gives you hope because you're like, oh yeah, I, I keep forgetting that underneath it all, most humans are pretty, pretty decent people. We'll actually right. try to put together. But then it's like, why couldn't we be like that all the time, people? Yeah, exactly. Like- you know, okay, you can't no takes these backsies. You're showing your true colors right now. So when all of this stuff goes away, no going back to being a dick, like Kyle. Get your stuff together. <laughs> yeah, that's we it. We don't want the um, 
what is it? Karen. Karen has the manager's haircut. I need to see your manager. We don't need Karens to come out of the woodwork after the COVID-19 crisis. That's it. Treat your servers uh, positively. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So then the next piece of that, that we can kind of digest, I think is um, that, that post-apocalyptic period, right? With the economy needing to rebuild, people needing to communicate. I've, I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of people go from not necessarily, I mean, they believe in the podcasting platform, but when we're trying to take it to corporate entities, because that's what Apex does is we help companies build podcasts and do outreach and whether it's using Libsyn's internal app and, and us helping develop it or whatever else, but they were kind of believing in it. And now they're like, Oh, like this is real. Like this is actually super useful. Um, we should definitely start doing this, but now all of our budgets are frozen. So post this apocalyptic period for podcasters that were either like on the brink of trying to go for this full time or actively trying to do it. How do we go about um, making sure that we're balancing helping people and then also putting food on our table? Boy, that's a tough one. It really is. I remember after Obama uh, was out of office. Let me think about this. Was this an Obama? It's when Obama took office, and the whole no, when the whole economy went in the crapper last time. Whoever was going in and out of office, um, that's one of those things where there, you know, there was a big shift in the economy, and you know, the banks were all going out of town, and there was an actual spike in people that said, "I'm going to try to do podcasting for a living," and the problem with that is that's a great idea about three years ago. Like right. uh, Jordan Harbinger always says, dig well before you're thirsty. And so to hop in now to save the day, it's like, mm, unless you're bringing an audience with you, that could right. be a, a problem. So um, I, you can, to me, when I worked in Canton, um, we had salespeople all over Ohio and we would bring them into the, the central office and we, they go, all right, you guys, now you get out there and sell. Win one for the Gipper. And they would all go back out to, you know, some of them are driving down to Dover and Youngstown. And I was like, so I, when I see that scenario, I'm like, mm-hmm. now instead of saying, instead of driving into the office, just fire up your phone and you get the win one for the Gipper, go sell some stuff on your way to your first account. So you're not right. paying for that mileage both ways uh, yep. you know, as an internal tool. And then um, with some technology, you can actually see that Harold in accounting hasn't listened to the two episodes from, uh, you know, March. So you're going to like, hmm, all right, I can see who's paying attention and who's a team player and mm-hmm. who has it. So I could definitely see podcasting in business as, as well as a marketing tool, but as an internal tool, it's, it's pretty handy. I'm just worried about the, um, like I said, the, the hobby person, it's a side hustle. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and now they're like, there's mm. so many good shows that are just those hobby side hustles. I mean, so like yeah. with, with podcast Ohio, which you were, uh, hopefully will still be coming to speak at <laughs> in July. Um, it, you know, however comma that may get pushed off in you know, whenever it needs yeah. to be. Wait and see. Yes. Yeah. We shall figure out if this passes yeah. or not, but, um, there's 30, I think we're up to 30 plus shows on that community. And it all it all started as basically just trying to get another place that people in their own backyards could list shows and then find other podcasters in their own backyards and talk to them and get their contact information about their show and everything else. But all of 
pretty much all of them are hobby podcasters. And there's shows on there like The History of the Greeks, Ohio 88, Chalk Murder to Me, and all of these shows that I've come to know and love because I'm an Ohioan and I listen to the local shows. But they're high, high quality being produced in someone's home office or basement on their budget not getting paid on their own time. And I was like, no, like if I don't get to listen to another episode about a serial killer in one of the counties in my state, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And that's where in some cases, you know, you, you hate to kind of hold your audience hostage, but there are times when you have to go, look, here's the deal. I'm just going to be completely transparent. It costs me, X amount of money to produce an episode. I'm paying an editor. I'm doing this plus all the time I'm taking and blah, blah, blah. And you know, if you want this show to continue, here's my crowdfunding, whatever it is. I need help. I need help. And that's it. I I mean, and I've seen people, um, there's a a couple out of New York, uh, Keith and the girl, they've been podcasting forever since like 2005. They're also in the hall of fame. And uh, the girl, for lack of a better phrase, uh, had some sort of like heart surgery. And as you might imagine, not a lot of health insurance when you're a full-time podcaster. (laughs) And so, yeah, so they went to their community and said, look, they they created some sort of GoFundMe or whatever it was. And they're like, hey, we need, you know, and it was thousands and thousands of dollars to cover the surgery. And their audience did. So, you know, sometimes if you just say... Yeah. So, well, they've been, I mean, they're, they're, and they're totally, they're crazy. They're, they're great people. But I remember when it first started, they would go around and they had a logo and they would spray paint it everywhere in New York City. Oh um, my God. So, yeah. so, <laughs> you um, got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and that might be also in some ways disheartening if you go, I really need some help. And your audience goes, I'm in the same boat. You know, I would love to give right. you five bucks, but you know, I lost my job at wherever and, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how this rolls out. But in some cases, uh, you know, hopefully, again, I'm with you. I believe in humanity. I think we're all going to find a way to yep. hopefully, you know, if somebody's boat is sinking, we're all going to go over and, and try to, you know. Plug the holes or yeah, yeah. <laughs> grab a bucket. Exactly. Start shuffling. I think that that's kind of the. My call to action, I guess, for whether you're a person in podcast Ohio, you're a podcaster outside of the state, you know, um, I think we're in like 38 states at this point. So regardless of which one you're listening from, I've got those statistics from Libsyn, high five. Um, (laughs) You need to to understand that that's the biggest core, I think, of what I wanted this episode to really showcase is that regardless of what's going on, the humanity is there. We're seeing it, whether we're in the podcasting industry, I'm seeing it in the healthcare field. The people that I go to at the hospital that are working in the ER and the ICUs, um, for those people that that don't know, I mean, I'm an ICU nurse that's afloat. So I get to work surgical ICU, medical ICU, cardiac ICU, and go down to the ER. So for all of those people across those units that I see, they're all basically have the mentality this is what we signed up for almost. Um, There's a whole lot of the healthcare workers that I know like, Hey, like this is what we got to do what we do. Like regardless of what else is going on, we're going to go out there. We're going to keep kicking ass. Um, And that's been an amazing thing to watch. And because on the other side of my life is this microphone 
And I've watched podcasters do the same thing. Just step up and put out good quality content, regardless of the shenanigans that are going on um, and putting out resources, putting out COVID stuff, or they're just taking their shows and they know that they're good, high quality shows and they're continuing to put out content, even if they're quarantined at their houses, which yeah, is the, the, the beauty of podcasting because you can do it from anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the people that are working, like, like you were mentioning you and, and everybody else, I mean, if the definition of a hero, if we think about, you know, a fireman is somebody who looks at a house on fire, knows it's dangerous. The, the gut reaction is to run the other way. Mm-hmm. And instead they run into the building, you know, uh, a cop is, you know, pulls up on a bank robbery, uh, you know, and there are people with guns and they run into the building. So uh, to me, you know, health workers are heroes right now because there's danger in that room. There's some dude that probably is, you know, who knows has what. Right. And, you know, everybody else is like, I'm not going in there. And they're like, oh, no, I, I actually have to go in and take this thing and stick it in his mouth. And you're like, wait, what? Right. You know, it's like, right. so that's, that's, we should all stand and salute those people, man. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's um I'm extremely extremely proud of the workforce that I'm with right now. And and I put out a message the other day like a call to action for this Facebook group that we formed. And um I said, "Listen, I want nurses, people that are involved in public policy, nonprofit directors, whoever across my network that has this either a position of authority or a position of education in health sciences." reach out to me to be a moderator in this group and search for articles, help vet articles and make sure that we're posting as many resources as possible. I had like five nurses right off the bat that were like, I'm in, I will definitely make sure that I'm like looking up information. So this is even outside of the hospital setting. These people are like, the public is relying on us. People want to hear what we have to say. People know that we're educated and they're asking us anyway we are willing to put in hours of extra time of researching articles to make sure that people are getting quality information on top of going and actively fighting it on the front line. So I'm beyond um, full of respect for everybody that's in my job field right now, whether it's nursing, respiratory therapy, you're a physician, any of my hospital staff, the dietary people that deliver the trays. I mean, it's just they're continuing to get up every day and go and clock in and do what we do. Mm, yeah. And I, I think in the same way that I think a lot of podcasters at, at their core have a, um, a need to serve. They want to serve their audience. I think uh, nurses, I was married to a nurse and there were just times when she would put on her cape and off she went. We were, uh, coming down 77 route 77 here in Ohio one day. And there's one part of it that's just built horrible. It's you, you actually, it's designed to make you skid off the road. And there's a, a thing called dead man's curve and it was hmm. raining cats and dogs. And sure enough, we watched somebody skid right off the road and almost hit a guardrail and, and it was pretty nasty. And she starts screaming, pull over, pull over. So I did. And I, I get out of the car. I'm, we're both getting soaked as I turn around and watch my wife, like run towards this car and I go, and I can smell the gasoline and I, I'm picturing every bad, you know, TV movie of the week where the car explodes. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch my wife explode. But that, that was just her thing. And she went over and made sure everybody was okay. And that, you know, you could help. And that's just, again, where most people would run the other way. Yeah. She was running towards it. And I think that's just part of your DNA. 
So. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I mean, I have plenty of stories from like nurses that are in the ER or anything. I know yeah. for me, something similar. Just driving down the highway one time in Nevada, I was on my way to the Grand Canyon, and I watched this truck get blown by the wind almost off the road, jackknife, rolled twice, and skidded, and all this other kind of stuff. And like, I squealed to a halt in my rental. And I got out of my car and sprinted towards the truck. And right behind me, another guy had pulled over and he's screaming. He was uh, like in the army or prior service army and then a paramedic. And then I was like, I was a senior in nursing school at the point. I was like, I really don't know anything, but I know enough. Like, because I, I had been in the Air Force, so I knew like self-aid buddy care and some of the basic stuff. So we like sprinted up and he's giving him like a neuro check and doing basic stuff to make sure that he's okay to move him out of the vehicle. And then we like get him out and lay him down on the ground and wait until paramedics get there. But it was a super surreal moment for me. Cause I think it's the first time that I ever realized that I had that instinct hmm. that like, you know, you can like always talk about having that instinct and always say, Oh, this is what I would do in this type of situation. But that's like the first concrete time that I remember that switch flipping and then like blacking out from then until when the guy was out of the truck. <laughs> it's like oh well okay i guess that reflex is there but i talk yeah. i mean like you said a lot of the nursing friends that i talk to we all seem to have that type of reflex especially icu and er people yeah and i and i think like you mentioned earlier i think when we all get squeezed together into a bad situation you know i think the the hu- the human side of us humanity will the, the good is going to come out and hopefully we'll you know, help those, like we said, help those boats that are sinking to, to not sink. So it should yeah. be nothing else. Um, but again, when I was married to the nurse, we always, and anytime something weird happened, we're like, well, this is going to be a fun adventure. You know, when you just don't know how things are going to turn out. So if nothing else, this whole virus thing, well, this will be a fun adventure to tell the grandkids. Oh yeah. I lived through the, I remember the, the coronavirus of 2020. I lived through that. So yeah, it's uh, the, uh, there's a lot of people that between the first time that something has happened to the world all at once. Yeah. Um, you know, this is like world war one, world war two level being a chapter Mm -hmm. in the history books types of situations. So I guess my final call to the podcasters that are out there is regardless of whether you're putting out your own content, you're putting out COVID content, you're doing research, whatever, these are the voices that are going to be heard in the history books. Our voices in the podcasting world, just on the track that we're in right now, the amount of people that I'm seeing listening to episodes that I'm putting out, whether that's because they're stuck at home and they're so bored that they finally found a local show or something. um, Regardless, your voice right now is going to be impacting somebody and probably more so than normal. So we have that power. We have that responsibility. And we're in a historical era right now. The history books are actively being written on an hourly basis, if not minute by minute. So embrace that and understand that those who are true leaders are going to be proud of their voice and let it ring to everybody that needs to hear it. That's absolutely. And never, never underestimate, um, I, we always kind of feel like, well, you know, nobody's going to listen to me. It's just me and the water heater down in the basement. You know, who's going to listen to me? But you you have impact on people 
far more than you you know. A lot of times they don't tell people. The, the one that always still blows me away, I have a couple. Um, but I, I, I am overweight myself, but I do a weight loss show because I thought if I started a weight loss show, I would hold myself accountable and it's not really working. But, <laughs> but I did a show and I said, you know, if you have to lose over 100 pounds, that can be really, that can really mentally mess you up. I said, so what if you could lose 10 pounds? And then what if you could lose 10 pounds 10 times, you know, and I just breaking it down mm-hmm. to these little parts. And, you know, months later I had somebody email me and they said, Hey Dave, I did it. I'm like, you, you did what? And they're like, I lost a hundred pounds. I, I lost 10 pounds 10 times. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and they're like, and then you're like, Oh wow, people are actually listening to me. Holy cow. I gotta, yeah. gotta watch what I'm doing. So yeah. yeah. So in times like this, don't underestimate, uh, you know, you, you can impact people. And again, you can be, just that voice they need to hear that's like, okay, you know, the, the world's a little crazy now, but you know, I've got Jan in my ears. Things are good. I'm, I'm good to go. So yeah, I'm listening to, to Dave dance to the music on the Saturday mornings, <laughs> that's it. you know, only yeah. the, only the true podcasters will understand that. Reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, I, I appreciate your time for sure. Sitting down, especially, you know, with all of the stuff that's going on. Um, it's good to know. I mean, that Libsyn is still out supporting people. Um, seeing that statement really meant a lot, knowing that our feeds and everything are going to be intact and pushing out all of our messages that are super important to our listeners and everything. Um, it'll be, like you said, it'll be an adventure. But yeah. with the crew that we have here on the planet right now, I'm confident that we'll make it out on the other side. So, yeah, absolutely. So, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. I definitely, hopefully this won't be the last time we'll be seeing you in person in July. In July, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, so, uh, and if not July, we'll make sure that we, we bring you out for a different event. But until next time, it's yeah, been a pleasure. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.